It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Lingering. I remember the good old days of Casa Bonita. Not these new days. What the hell? Oh, God, we're live. What is oh, up, no. everybody? Welcome to a casual Friday edition of the DMR Nuggets podcast. Let's go. Live from. Oh, there you go. The real loud. Really hear how hot those come in. Uh, live from Studio B, our beautiful Studio B. Why are we here? Eric hates seeing my legs. I also hate seeing your legs. Is that true? I actually yeah. don't mind it. Yeah, this is why we're homies. <laughs> Unlike Eric and Wend over here. Yeah. Although I will say, Kel, if people zoom in, they can see my legs down there oh, underneath. God. I don't know if we the you camera just, just quite it. right. Well, people are going to be distracted now. Uh, I am actually super pumped for today's show. I can tell. I actually, I know how you guys can see. I think guys, I came in with energy, man. I yep. came in hot today because you know our draft show. So much fun doing those. <laughs> Immediate reaction. You know. Only so much you can get into. You're kind of giving the 10,000-foot view. But today, you get to watch a little bit of tape. You get to make a few phone calls. You get to talk to some people. You try to get some information. And holy hell, some interesting details and stories to share. And I'm excited to share those there. But I'm telling you, people are going to really like this one. Um, Joining me, though, for today with a glass of water, it's Harrison Wind. I do have a glass of water. I'm parched after last night. I talked for so much. I was the only one who was on the show the whole time, of course. So I did the most talking. You didn't take a single break? Uh, no, I didn't. Man, what a champ. Uh, so he I needed a glass of water when I came in. <laughs> we couldn't let you have a break. You're the only one that knew everything about everybody. What are yeah, we gonna... That's usually how it goes around here. Yeah. <laughs> the, over here, cup of coffee. We got Brennan Bones. just calling out objects. That's what I'm doing, man. I do There's nothing a... here to go off of. That's like, true. It's a little more Normal bare. outfits. It is a coffee. And... Uh, you know what? I feel caffeinated. Oh, there you guys Let's go. Let's do it. Uh, later on in the show, we're going to talk about the grades that others, you know, all those others gave out to the Denver Nuggets. We're also maybe going to mention the Summer League schedule, which dropped today. Ooh, you guys excited for it. that? <laughs> a little Summer League. I'm all over it. <laughs> Let's go through the schedule. Let's count wins and losses. Uh, no, four now. Four. <laughs> I can't wait. They will have a good Summer League team. Maybe we'll, we'll talk about that. Um, we'll get excited <laughs> oh, for it. But first... Even though it's not a post-game hangover, we still have an NBA draft hangover. Before we get into some of these details, vote, you know, now that you had a chance to do a little bit more research, kind of read what the streets are saying, all that stuff, like what's your hangover take about last night's draft for the Denver Nuggets? I really like the Strawler pick. I think there's an immediate appeal to it. Again, I talked about it last night. There's something accessible about a guy that's a shooter. A lot of stuff you have to talk yourself (laughs) into and project, and you're like, okay, he shoots, it goes in. I see that one. So that's the exciting pick. The other things, the other picks kind of remind me of watching Cal operate last year, you know, and the, the initial reaction is these aren't big splashes, right? I'm not necessarily blown away, but it's very, very clear that Cal had identified who he wanted 
and, and, and that was like a, there was a firm game plan going into the night. We talked plenty. Are they going to use all three picks? And it looks like that was the plan for some length, you know, some period of time there. At some point they decided, no, we want all three of these guys. And it seems like they got them. Yeah. yeah. The, it's, it's funny, man, because we were joking earlier about, you know, once you start making phone calls, talk to the team a little bit, talk to, you know, agents or whatever, <coughs> and you – Nobody's gonna tell you. Oh man, it was a disaster. You know what I mean? Like, there's nobody. Oh, well, we, there was only one draft where they would tell you that. But we were, we were joking about that a little bit earlier. The, <laughs> the Tyler Lydon draft was the only time I've ever seen a bad press conference yeah. after and a draft. That, that's when you just know it was bad. Every when team, they can't even hide when it. When they can't even hide it. So you have to take. I mean, obviously, our job as analysts and everything is to take all the information that comes our way with a grain of salt and try to filter through. So unsurprisingly, you know they're they're high on it, but I do think that that is one of the company lines that's coming out of of this draft is they went in with three guys and they came out with the exact three. And the reason I think this one is more believable than ever, Harrison, is these guys were out of order from the mock draft. Right. All three of them were guys oh, yeah. that they probably could have gotten five spots later, every single one. So when they say that, it's not you know sometimes it's like a good player's fall and then you take it. No, this was like they reached. For all three picks, and it makes you think for sure they probably just had these guys as their guys. Oh, man, yeah. Calvin Booth could care less about a mock draft. He could care less about a draft grade. Like, that's not how he operates. You know, he is going to pick the guys that he believes in. And I think he believes very strongly in all three of these players. And it's funny because last night, these didn't seem like total Calvin Booth picks to me because... We only had one draft to go off of, and in that draft, he picked Christian Brown and Peyton Watson last year, who were these just bona fide, standout, projectable defenders. These guys aren't defenders, but they do have one thing that is integral to Calvin Booth's roster-building philosophy, and that's positional size. Right. That's positional size. Julian Strother, 6'7", Jalen Pickett, 6'4", Hunter Tyson, 6'8", who's a small forward. So... These guys all have positional size, and I think when you look at how Calvin Booth builds a roster, that's maybe the first priority he places on every player that he evaluates. Do they have positional size? And so I think you actually can look at these three guys and be like, yeah, these do fit the Calvin Booth prototype because they do have size. And so, yeah, I'm excited for all three. Smart, I think, is going to be another one. Like smart and character. So yeah. like if we say, you know, last wow. year we would have said defense or this or that. There's no dumb guys. And I was actually sitting here thinking about it. The roster as currently constructed doesn't have any knuckleheads. And that's rare. You know, even if you look at years past, you had a – and I don't mean this like – it's hard when I say this and then I'm going to start naming names. But you had a Bones Highland who maybe had things to learn about the world, had things to learn about fitting in and all of that. You have a bowl bowl, right? Every year there's like one or two and it's sometimes four or five guys yep. or the Marcus Cousins or whatever it is where you're like, all right, well, there's a knucklehead here. That's just a curveball. I think that you look at this group and you say the guys they drafted were guys that are not going to fail for distraction purposes. Yes. And, and that fits everybody else on the roster. It doesn't mean they're going to succeed. It just means that's one bullet that you sort of have to avoid in all three of those guys. So to yeah. me, that's another area where we can say the Calvin Booth MO held. Exactly. And with that, this was also a draft that was like done by a team that just won an NBA championship and is trying to win another NBA championship next year and the year after that. They're not going to have to teach any of these three guys how to play basketball. Big time. And that's something that I think 
Calvin looks at a lot of other teams and is like perplexed by why they took players that they did because like these three guys are going to come in and they're going to be able to get up to speed pretty quickly. Strother, Pickett, Tyson, like these are basketball players and they were playing at a high level in like high level systems. And it's just like, you're not going to have to teach these guys how to run a basic offense. You're not gonna have to teach these guys this play, this action, what this means. Like they know how to play. And that's important when you're trying to win a championship and coming off of one last year. Is it five selections now Calvin's made, right? Yeah. And I would. Oh yeah. And call, oh yeah. Kamagate, I just feel like we don't really know um, that much about. So maybe you can leave him out. Sure. Whatever. The, the guy, probably leave Colin out the too. Names, I mean. Yeah. And that's why I'm not thinking of those guys and maybe, and I should be, but when I'm thinking of sort of the main names, Peyton Watson stands out as the outlier, actually, insofar as we've heard Calvin on this show use the word project. Yeah. And I think every other guy, particularly the gentleman drafted last night, you would go the other end of the spectrum, right? They're older. They've been coached. In theory, they're coachable. And they're non-distractions. So it is, it is again, you know, we as we try to understand what his philosophies are, you can. there are some through lines here that have been there the whole time. Yeah. Another one, you know, you, doc, you talked about the experience. So we got character, you know, you, you get the experience, you get the length. And then when you talk about the pedigree, I think is another one, and I'm going to get into some of the specifics. That was one of the most interesting things when you start to talk about who are these guys as coaches, what programs, this or that. I think that's a big part of it too. Just this idea of like, have you played for a good coach before? And I don't mean this... You know, and D1 is huge. There's players all over. There's schools all over. There's coaches all over. And there are there is such a thing as programs that are run like bad NBA teams where mm-hmm. it's like the head coach is a friend of the booster and that's where the, and they got them because of the money here. And then he come in and what are you really learning? Not only are you not learning basketball that's going to translate, but you might be learning like entitlement even at the college level because there's a wide variety there. So we're going to look at some of the guys when you mention, you know, a Villanova or you mention uh, a Gonzaga or whatever it is. Like a lot of these guys come from established programs where it's like if you are not here for the right reasons, you're not going to last. Right. And that's one of the things, too, when we talk about a Julian Strother, I think, is, you know, he was a guy that as much as he was a, you know, had a name or what have you, he's a guy that came in with the expectation that he didn't come in with the expectation he'd be a one and done. You know what I mean? Yeah. And Denver clearly, oh, the last piece I was going to say about the Calvin Booth experience right now and where I think that they might get, I don't know if they're going to get a lot of A's. Do you remember what their draft grade was last year? No. I can't imagine it was an A. Just, um, was it an A? It was pretty good. B plus, B plus, A minus. But, but this is what I mean. Like, I'll bet you they get a lot of B pluses, and maybe this year we'll be a little lower. We'll get to that in a second. But the reason is because I think people that really get into the draft, it's like buying lotto tickets. When you're right about a Jokic, when you're right about one of these guys, that's where you really make your name. Yeah. So they're judging you based on. Are these guys having high upside? I think that Cal is looking at this a lot more. And we'll talk about the guys that maybe have the higher upside out of the three here. But I think you look at it more of like, they're a utility piece for us for four years. I think they're three pretty safe picks. And and safe in terms of they have high floors. Right. Like, I don't think any of these three guys are going to fail as prospects. And I mean, when you're drafted in the second round, you got some guys who will succeed but you've also got some guys who will just like never sniff the NBA floor. Um, 
I think that was also part of the thinking with these three guys. They're all experienced. They're all older than a lot of other guys in their draft range. They're safe picks, and and I don't think there's like a lot of thinking that there's a question of whether any of these guys are going to like fail or drop out of the league. You know. Well, and even also, what does failing look like? Right? Non distractions. Going back to that first point, if if it's not working and you're nowhere near the court. What kind of presence are you? Are you still there at practice? Are you still working? Are you a, again, this is reductive, but are you a Jack White or a Bones Highland, right? And so I think these guys are much more the former, at least we haven't really met them yet, but that's the, that's the resume, right? And that's what, that's the cover you're judging this book by. And also with the new CBA, like this is how you need to fill your roster. If you have a team with three max contracts on it, you just, you need guys on rookie deals that you can build with and put into the pipeline. The last thing I'm going to say here is I I think that, you know, this organization and in particular at the front office, I think just has a lot of trust in Calvin. Like there is a, the way you just have a trust in like, okay, you know, Jokic, I just know he's going to show up. Murray, I just know he's going to show up in big games and you guys can talk about all the particulars, but I have the big picture approach. And honestly, I just get the sense that this is very much when Denver says they went out with a plan, I think it was a unified front in large part because, number one, when we compared and contrasted the Calvin Booth and the Tim Conley front offices from as best as we can we can gather, one of the things that really stood out was Calvin is a guy that has extremely strong convictions, and I think he's a guy that thinks process. So everything he does, he sets up with an end goal purpose of like, let's move slowly towards this. And I think whether you agree or not, and whether it's right or not, we'll get into some of the reasons why you might agree, well, you don't believe in it, but whether you do or don't, this draft to me really was the result of a process that was like, they were looking for these things. They did this to put themselves in position. They made their decisions based on a process that they had established Mm -hmm. and they all together arrived at a conclusion. And that's why when you talk to so many guys, you hear a lot of the exact same type of lines, the exact thing types of, uh, of sentences. So to me, um, I'm excited about these players, but before we get into it, let's take a quick break. Before we get into it, I want to say one thing. They drafted 29, 32, and 37. The odds of all three of those guys hitting, if they all hit and they all became rotation NBA players, it might be the greatest draft of all time. Right. It's very unlikely. <laughs> so when we talk about... <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, okay. No, okay. I'm saying from an odds perspective. <laughs> it's an unlikely scenario. How many teams have picked between 29 and 37 and three times and made three players work? Or we even just said 25 and 40. We open up a little. How many teams have picked three guys in that range and all three worked out? Maybe never. It's very rare. So I'm just saying when we talk about liking or disliking a guy, it's with the understanding that guys in this range hit one out of every three, one out of every four picks. Right. So to hit on three of them would be pretty remarkable to begin mm-hmm. with. So I don't want it to just sound like we're blowing you know, smoke up everybody's ass right. and telling you, we got three all-stars or three players. It's like, I don't know. It's just Maybe. Is there a sound logic and a hope for what they can all turn into? And I want to get into some of the details for that on the other side. Take on the sun with gear built to last with Shady Rays. Check out ShadyRays.com. Go to their website. Just scroll down. They got tons of different sunglass options, all shapes and sizes, all different styles. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR. 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself. The shades rated five stars by 250,000 people. Uh, Shady Rays, if you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Well, wear your Shady Rays with confidence because they have your back even after you purchase. 
ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR to get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Five stars rated by 250,000 people. ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Uh, at Kind Love, uh, you can stop into one of their stores in Cherry Creek or North Denver. Or you can go to kindlove.com. Uh, when you stop in to one of their stores mentioned dnvr get the exclusive dnvr discount which is 25 percent off all kind love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint line uh, kind love was one of the first dispensaries in colorado established in 2010 known for cultivating some of the highest quality cannabis in the state and they have the turbo joint uh check it out uses insane technology 0.7 grams of whole bud combined with 0.3 grams of turbo keef ridiculously potent uh go to kindlove.com to scan their menu or stop into one of their stores in cherry creek or north denver mention dnvr get the dnvr exclusive discount 25 percent off all kind love flower pre-rolls and their turbo joint line there you go uh, back here at dnvr nuggets podcast i will say last night was my first um we joked about this. We were early Jokic adopters. Nobody's ever been more right about anything than we get to be about Jokic. One week later, and there's people in the comments that are like, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I'm always like, you never get, you'll never be on top. You know what I mean? It's the same for the Nuggets. The Nuggets can win four titles in a row, and in year five, they lose in the second round. People, they suck, man. Like, you'll be like there's <laughs> never any winning, you know, definitively. We didn't even get a week before people were like, are they home, you know, rose-colored glasses or just right about this awesome team? So I think it's just, I just thought that was funny. I was also, because I don't even know what my own takes are yet. <laughs> right. You know That's, what I mean? Fluid no, situation. No, you're right. And I love that you brought that up. Because you're right. Yesterday we all had like very couched, you know, all right, here's the idea or whatever. Yeah. You're right. People want you to be madder. Right, right. You know what I mean? They just want you like, why are you more upset that they didn't take... You know, whatever player, like you right. should be mad right now. It's like, yeah. guys, I don't know, man. Once they, I said this last night. Once they make the pick, there's what I thought about, there's what I talked about, and then I'm like, I flush it. We'll find out, right? It's that stuff is fun pre-draft process, and then there's now they're in the pros, and now we'll find out whose guesses and educated guesses were were on point. And then it's the same. Like we were talking this earlier. You know, Tari Eason was a guy we all liked. Eric in particular loved last year, and and, and draft <laughs> Twitter loved Tari Eason. Yeah. You know, models loved him. And, you know, falls a little bit and people are like, how could this guy be falling? And then you talk to some of the people, you know, that work for organizations and it's like, yeah, man, like there's intel, there's this other reasons that not necessarily about basketball. It's like, hey, is he a hard worker? Is he going to put it together? And I don't, Tari Eason, TBD. Well, he was pretty good last year. I, mean, he's, I think he's a great player. And yeah. I think all of the, like, again, all GMs know he's a good player. Same with Cam Whitmore and maybe some of these other guys that fell last night. But the idea is... As good as they are, are they going to be guys we can count on to develop? And then you factor that in, whereas draft Twitter or just amateur armchair draft analysts, they don't factor that in because they don't know it, right? They're just looking at this guy gets, you know, that guy can hoop or whatever. Um, but I want to get into, I actually want to start here with the guy that to me is the most interesting of the three guys. And that's Jalen Pickett. I don't most interesting. I th to me, he's the most interesting. Wow. Okay. That doesn't mean that he's the most promising. He's the most interesting you make a few phone calls, you start talking to people. Who would you guess his closest comp was when <laughs> his closest comp, people said, this is who he reminds me of. If I had to comp him to another player, who do you think they would comp him to? 
Um, well, according to uh, the ringer.com, Mark Jackson, <laughs> according to our draft show last night, Andre Miller. I love the Andre Miller one. He might not be wrong, actually. Andre Miller might be actually accurate. Um, I don't know. Who? The comp I heard that made me giggle for five minutes straight was Nikola Jokic. Come on, man. I love that his comp was if Jokic uh. was a six foot four player. He would probably be Jalen Pickett. Mm-hmm. Now, look, again, everybody's excited about their draft guys after the draft or this or that. And I'm not saying this was like a hard sell or anything, sure, right? Sure, sure. It's just saying the mold of player, like, and here's why. And honestly, you get into some of the tape and you just look at the basic stuff. Like, let me just watch every assist of his entire career. You know, let me just see what you get. And you start to see why. For one, let me give you an example of a stat that line. He played Illinois three times last year. First time, he drops 41 points on them. The second time, he drops 12, 8, and 8. Does this sound like Jokic, first of all? That it's like he didn't go into every game with, I've got to do this to this guy. It's how are they guarding me? What's going on? Okay. And not just on a game-by-game basis, but a literal play-by-play basis. And when you watch him, he, by the way, also six foot four. I said We said six foot two last. I mean, you know, heights are always hard. i got to measure this guy myself. Maybe Wendell... Disagree with my own personal eyeball measurements of him, but I, I will. Six, six, they're saying I'm six foot four. The more, Nuggets the think he's six four. The Nuggets think he's six four. So, and and I think that he measured six foot four. Did he not? I think he might have measured. I don't six know. Four. Why is it always six four on this show? I know it really is. We can't get away. <laughs> but once yeah. he get called out yeah, again, he's yeah. six four. But once he stands next to Adam, that might change. That well, might six, that might change his measurement. Six two without shoes at the combine, right? Is that the confusion? I think so. Maybe, but like maybe you wear shoes, so I mean, I don't. It's just weird. I don't know. It's too hard. Who knows? Um, but so a guard, a point guard, he also has a game with seventeen rebounds this mm-hmm. last season. Seventeen. That's an absurd number for, for, for a point guard to get seven, 17 rebounds. He's got games with 11 assists. He's got a triple-double, and he's got multiple near-triple. He's got a lot of Sambor doubles yeah, he does. You know, over the course of the season. So automatically, let's look at the statistical He's a quarter profile. Serbian, too. <laughs> I was I was I almost bit I perked up a little bit just saying numbers um, he's he's got to probably have some distant <laughs> relative that Serbian though I, I'll I'll get into it I'll, I'll look it up I mean this is a little bit like saying you know a guy is a six foot one LeBron James yeah like, well he's quite not, a lot yeah, like that like, yeah. right, that doesn't it's really a lot make like sense that. but what I but here's what I think is really interesting about him and why I find him so fascinating incredible basketball IQ incredible feel for the game and it's not one thing it's sort of everything on right. offense i mean Jokic has also all the touch and skill and i don't think he has that so or automatically you know whatever but he does have the i need to run pick and roll every defensive coverage oh you're gonna drop i can get a, i can get my shot out of that i can get hit the roller guy shot i can get the skip shots out of that oh you're gonna show i know how to do that I'm going to ISO. I know how to do this. I got to post up. I know how to score out of all this. I got to play the elbow. Whatever it is, he knows how to play offense from every position, and he knows how every outcome. It's not he's a great scorer in pick and roll or he's a great passer out of the post. He's great at all table setting from every type of offense. And when you watch the setup, it's a lot of dragging doubles. It's a lot of manip- It's a lot of manipulating the defense and then making the easy play. And mm-hmm. that's where I think the comp comes from. Yeah. Yeah, um, you're, you're you're so skeptical. I mean, of course, but but I'm you see it a little bit on the film. Absolutely, he just plays 
an unorthodox style. Right. He doesn't play like your classic modern day NBA point guard, which you know is more the Jamal Murray mold. He plays like a throwback old school guy who just knows the game, knows how to create angles, knows how to run his team, and just knows how to play point guard. And from that aspect, it's it's exciting because he's got a sky high IQ. He just knows how to play. He can do everything. And he's just a basketball player. You know, he's not like a specialist. He's not a shooter. Not a def- he's just a basketball player. And he can be, he was one of the better basketball players in all of college last year. And um, he's obviously a guy the Nuggets believe in. Yeah. Those unorthodox second rounders, like I kind of, I brought up Roddy, which right. I, I actually think there's there's a something in a, It's a broad cloth, but with the Jokic thing in that some of the initial perceived weaknesses in a draft profile could end up being things that they turn into skills or advantageous, right? Like Yoke's pace, what's the first interpretation of that? Well, he's way too slow to play at the NBA. Turns out he's so slow that no one in the NBA can keep up with him, right? Like there's, there are yeah. these kind of idiosyncrasies that can sort of, I think, again, make vision, envisioning the leap at the next level messier, less clean. But these can also be the same things that make a player special or really interesting or really cool. And it's, they understand the game and there's a wonkiness to their movements and their pace that I'm not quite sure how to, how to deal with. And this is why I like, you know, cause I see some people, one guy in the chat in particular, he can't create any space off the dribble at all. And I think that's fair. I think that's, that's true. He's not a guy that has the shake to him. And when we talk about the nuggets looking for different things than most teams, this is one of them. And, and I'll just go ahead and say, Austin Reeves, Jalen Brunson, you know, there's a long list of players that fell in the drafts because of those, well, what's the shake like? I don't yeah, know. Does yeah. he have that? And guess what? The stuff they do works because they're very crafty. Jalen Brunson knows how to, like, gain a half step and then keep you on his hip, right? Jalen Brunson actually plays booty ball. Right. And he's great at it. And guess what? He's tiny, but guess what nobody ever does? Block his shot. He just always gets the guys on his yeah. hip. And then it's not that he's creating shake with like a f- hard sidestep or step back. He's creating separation by holding them, getting to a spot, and putting a team in position where they can either guard the shot or the pass. And he's very similar. So again, do I think he's a guaranteed guy to make it? Of course not. But this is there's a mold here where all of the things that are knocks against him were knocks against great players like a Jalen Brunson, like an Austin Reeves, and, and these types of guys. Furthermore, there's another part in, of this that I think is interesting. First of all, I, I'm told he has a no-nonsense personality, that he's like a very like serious person. He asks you about, about leadership or this or that. And like, I don't know about, you know vocal leader charismatic this or that but he's a guy that's just like work he's just a worker like i just play i play basketball i'm ser- he's a very serious guy here's but here's what i like another thing you would think about cal went to penn state so i think there's a natural inclination to think oh cal penn state he went to his penn state guy right i think there's a lot of truth to that but here's the real interesting thing the head coach there is micah shrewsbury who is actually i think more than the penn state aspect of it This was the interesting thing. I talked about great coaches coming from great pedigree. Michael Shrewsbury was the assistant coach at Butler under Brad Stevens. He was his top assistant. And he's one of the guys that has shown up a lot in, like, who's the next great underrated forward-thinking coach. You know, he learned under Stevens but was also one of Stevens' guys that Stevens learned from himself. He goes to Penn State. Now he's going to Notre Dame. Well, look at... 
Calvin Booth's own son was committed to go to Penn State and then decommitted is now going to Notre Dame following Shrewsbury. This is a coach that runs NBA-style offense, is considered one of the great coaches in college basketball, and even though he was at a small school, now stepping up to a bigger school, he is a guy that is considered the next Brad Stevens, so to speak. So again, you got this guy, Jalen Pickett, who, yes, went to a small school, but was coming up under a named coach who is a forward-thinking guy, and it's not surprising that he has a player that has Jokic-like tendencies because you have to be outside the box to excel with a player like that. Yeah, I would think we've used the word, but coachable man really seems to be a trait that they're after, right? Again, not, used, not just creative and all of that, but just having a, a successful relationship with a head coach. And says, I think there's also in that you can sort of infer why t what type of pro will this person be? Right. You know, how will they carry themselves around the org? How will they respond to constructive criticism, which will come for any player? at the next level, even, even Wemby, right? And a lot of guys, you reach that first real resistance in your career, what are you made of? And I think guys that are a little older, guys that have these relationships with coaches, you can sort of understand them a little differently, at least initially out of the gate. Mm -hmm. What do you think of the Shrewsbury aspect of that? I think it's interesting, for sure. Um, I was just looking at some of Jalen Pickett's numbers he played the most minutes in all of college basketball last year. <laughs> he led at the NCAA in minutes. Wow. Um, he, he was also like led the Big Ten in everything, like assists as well. Um, led the Big Ten in shot attempts. Like he was the guy. <laughs> he was the guy. So um, he can definitely run a team. Like I don't think anything's going to be too big for him. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm I, intrigued. I love a guy that can have a triple double, a 41 point game, a game with five threes, and a game with 17 rebounds, and that's a point guard. Yeah. Those those numbers are just they're Jokic esque, and they're like, well, point guards don't usually do the centers don't usually do that or whatever, and that's why I'm kind of into it. So I'm intrigued again. The odds of him hitting are lower than the odds of him uh, missing. So I'm not trying to overhype the guy, but I'm just saying I'm very intrigued by him. Um, but he's Nikola Jokic of point guard. But he is the Nikola Jokic of point guard, so you got that part going for him. I, I will say I do get the sense though that this is like Peyton Watson was last year. This was this is Cal's guy. You know, there's a front office, there's a structure in place, and it doesn't come down to one guy. I mean, he makes the ultimate decision, but guys have input. I do think that this was the like different people bring a guy. You know, as sort of a here's here's the guy, and everybody kind of yeah. says yes or no. I do get the sense that this was his Peyton Watson of this year, and then on top of that. If you look at the Nuggets and what they really need in an immediate, you know, like right now, this first unit has an identity. It's Jokic ball, and it's gorgeous. But every year, or almost every year of this era, the bench has not had an identity. And one of the theories that, that I, you know, that I think that you you can run with is it's a hard swing to go from Jokic ball to anything else. And I think that there is a hope that even though he's a point guard, not a center of this or that, that he can grow into a guy where the same principles that you use for Jokic ball work for this guy because he is such a high IQ. Everybody just goes to the right spots and read and reacts the right way, and he's going to get the ball exactly where it's supposed to be. So everyone continues to cut. Everyone continues to space and mm -hmm. do all of the same stuff. So I think that is, again, the thought process behind Jalen Pickett. Here's one more thing. I would expect him to be on a regular contract next year. I, th I would expect Jalen Pickett to be one of the 15 roster mm. spots 
on this team next year. I agree. He's not going to be on a two-way, I don't think. I right. think he'll be on a regular roster spot. So, I mean, regardless of what happens with Bruce or how they attempt to fill that that gap, they are going to need a ball handler, right? Even if it's not a guy that oh, he'll play so many minutes right away, you just need the option. And for practices and things, which admittedly are less frequent these days. But yeah, having an actual point guard option for the second unit, and again, the least likely thing is that we get it right away, right? Right, right. He's unlikely to hit, less likely that he's leading the second unit of the defending champs. But two years from now, three years from now, middle ground between projects, right, and literally ready to go right now. And so they do need a longer-term plan for that second unit. I love And then the last part that kind of comps to the yoke, I do love this one. You know, he wasn't a highly touted recruit. I think, was he a zero star? Is that what they said out of high school or whatever? I don't think any major offers. No major offers or any of this stuff. Same, actually. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy. But I mean, a la Anikola Jokic, right? Who was, you know, got found by Mishko, even though he was a diamond in plain sight or what have you. And then one of the things that we heard about Jokic was okay, you play in the Adriatic League. But how does that translate above? Like, oh, he can post up. He can do all these things. Turns out, exactly translates. Yeah. And everybody kept thinking, well, he won't be able to do this when he gets to the pros. He won't be able to get to do this when it's in the play. No matter what level you go up, the game scales perfectly. And I think one of the encouraging things about Jalen Pickett is that's one of the reasons that he was a zero star. Is it's like, okay, well, he's doing this at high school. But come on, man. Who's going to get to college? So he goes to Siena. And then it's, okay, well, he's doing this uh, you know, in the MAC, But... That's and he had great success there, right? Three times he was all Mac, and there was an idea of a sense of, but he's not going to do this in a real conference, so he goes to the Big 12, all Big 12, consensus all American. So, Big 10 yeah. or, or Big 10, sorry, what did I say? Big, Big 12, yeah, Big 10, all Big 10, consensus all American. So, it is this thing where, and now, what do people, if you're really down on them, what do you say? And again, it might be rightfully so, like there is a ceiling to everything, but one of the things is, well, that won't work in the NBA, right? And so, like Jokic. It just keeps scaling up because he doesn't fit the measurables. He doesn't fit all of these other things. Right. And he doesn't fit a traditional, oh, he reminds you of player X. Yeah. It's a different guy. So, again, this is the day after the draft. You should hype guys. You should look at what is possible rather than just be like, what is, you know, the worst case scenario is going to happen. He's a bust. Maybe. We'll get to it. At some point in their career, we'll complain about what they're not doing. There's no question. Are you more intrigued or less intrigued after my diatribe? Um, or about same. the same. Were you listening? Because yeah. I kind of. <laughs> I mean, when when you say a guy is the Nikola Jokic of his position, like that's going to pique your interest a little bit, probably. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm intrigued. Uh, I'm intrigued by this guy. I just think it'll be interesting. And the cool thing is, we're probably going to see him right away. I will say this. And again, this is just my own opinion. Jalen Pickett, Colin Gillespie. <laughs> Jalen Pickett, might, I think, maybe has an inside track now. I mean, they're both basically rookies this year, right? Because Colin just rehabbed or something. I don't. We looked at Colin Gillespie as a could he be a guy or whatever. Like Pickett and him, I think, will be fighting for. You know, might go to neither of them, of course, but I think they're fighting for it. And I would put a wager on Pickett. Oh, I think Pickett has the inside track. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah to be the third point guard. Colin, even at summer league and. <laughs> Kind of go back to summer league way too much. <laughs> he was really good at summer league. That's why. But also, there were still like because he's a, a ve- he knows how to play the point guard position as well as anyone that was there. But there was also I'm like ah can't really get to the rim, can't really turn the corner. Like there is I think a physical leap that is harder to see for Colin for me. Yeah. All right, let's take a break. On the other side, let's get to the other guys, including Drew, Julian Strother. 
Baxton Shanker wins for Colorado families. They've been helping those who are seriously injured in Colorado for more than 25 years. And the coolest thing about Baxton Shanker, they are free. You don't pay them any money until they win your case. No upfront fees, no fees while they work on your case, no fees unless they win your case. And they have won over $1 billion for their clients. They've got neighborhood offices in Denver, Aurora, Englewood, and Fort Collins. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault. Car accidents, motorcycle, rideshare, pedestrian trucks. Bax and Shanker can even help you if you're injured at work. Give them a call. They have the easiest number to remember. 303-222-2222. Call them today to find out if you have a case for free. Again, for free. You don't pay them any money up front. No fees while they work on your case. No fees unless they win your case. And that's what they do. They win money for their clients. So give them a call, 303-222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Also, make sure to check out the official golf apparel partner of DNVR in all city. It's Pins and Aces. Man, we love our <laughs> Pins and Aces gear. I was wearing a Pins and Aces hat on the show last night. They've got hats, polos, golf bags. They have the beer sleeve. They have the liquor stick. They have everything you need to have the best round of your life. Um, so check out pinsandaces.com. Use the code DNVR to get 15% off your first order and get free shipping. That's pinsandaces.com. Pins and Aces is family owned golf apparel business. They're based right here in Colorado. So you can actually order online and pick up at their location pinsandaces.com use the code dnvr for polos hats golf bags whatever you want on pins and aces get 15 percent off your first order and get free shipping all right back here segment three can you imagine first of all you know if because you we were talking about a mold of player when you compare a guy to Jokic, not a impact of a player but can you imagine if in eight years he's a two-time mvp Get I, to be right I, about who, a second who, rounder. Who it? <laughs> You're like, what? For what two it's for worth, two. <laughs> for what it's worth, I literally can't, but I like where your head's at. Yeah. I, you know. It's more it's mold of player, not impact. I got guys. you. Come I on. Got come you. on. No, mold but I mean, it's it's actually hilarious to think about. Like eight years ago, they drafted Nikola Jokic, and imagine if you just said, yeah, he's going to be the two time MVP. But also think about every comp. And he for was Jokic. drafted, you know, in the same exact range where Jalen Pickett was drafted. Here's the thing. If I, we were to go back in time eight years and you said, what is the mold of player? Jason Kidd might have been the mold, right? Like yeah. with Jokic. And it'd be like, well, that's a point guard. You're like, yeah, I don't know how to explain it, man. But it's, <laughs> that's what it is. It's, that's yeah. how it is. Um, all right. Let's move on now, though, to the guy that I think most people are most interested in. And that's Julian Strother. First of all, it's a real clear. The TH sound can come at the end or beginning of a sentence. Uh, uh, this is a oh, very God. clear here, at the here, beginning. Here we go. Here Strother. We go. Okay. Like author. Strother. Strother. Instead of Strother. 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 Like author. Yeah. Um, That's going to be an issue. Yeah. The number one thing after going into the tape, first of all, actually, I should say, have you guys seen this guy on Twitter again today? Yeah. Yeah. He's killing it. With the Mikey, Coach Mike Malone. Yeah. Holding the holding the uh, necklace, the glasses. Oh my god, man, this guy. But, Do we? Was he? Oh, I didn't see this. Yeah, what was he it? Was wearing a championship hat on his Instagram. I oh, think he might yeah. be. He might be a Nuggets fan, dude. dude but, <laughs> no, 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 think about this, man. Oh, let's go. Think about this. 
Julian Strother's joining the NBA champion I Denver know. Nuggets. It's crazy, man. dude. Like that is dope. Yeah. You're going to the champion chip, the champion team that just freaking won with the best player alive. Yeah, That's like that is going. incredible for a player. Like he better be hyped about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's true. That's One true. thing that you're gonna hear this year, whenever the you know we start to hear the interviews and stuff with with the Calvin Boost and with the Michael Malones and everything else, I think organizationally there is a new mo for this this off season. We always think about Jokic makes players better. I think one of the emphasis this year is that that works in reverse and that you can add role players that make your stars better, right? They make life easier. Mm-hmm. And I think that was, I don't know if you want to call this a motto or, or something like that. I think that was one of the um, the core fo- like foundational thoughts going into this offseason was we need guys that make Jamal Murray better, that make Jokic better. Strother, to me is a guy that fits that mold because he is a high IQ player. He is a smart player. Might be the best shooter in this entire draft. And the thing that I love most about his game is I got into the tape last night, and we didn't talk about this last night. His shot is lightning quick. Yep. He shoots it. He almost throws the ball rather than shoots it. Like, he catches and goes like that. And it almost reminds me of Kevin Martin. Kevin Martin had a quick release, and it was a little bit awkward. I think Strother has – I mean, his is pretty – Strother's is prettier. It's, like, smoother. Like Marcus Howard. <laughs> Maybe Marcus Howard was so short though and stuck. A lot it, of it looked different. He goes to me. right. He goes right to the height. I, well, it just looked like he was shooting a medicine <laughs> Always, ball. Man. Sometimes Always. talking about his shot. Well, he's so short. <laughs> Sorry, man. That's all right. Some um, of us are. And we're, some are blessed. Some aren't. So just starting with the shooting part of this, man. I mean, he really is an exciting shooter. Dude, he is an electric offensive electric, player. Yeah. Man, he is electric. Yeah. His, his shot is gorgeous. Like, he is a shooter. I mean, he is a three-point marksman, man. And um, he can shoot off the catch, off of dribble handoffs. He can shoot from well beyond the three-point line, too. He's got tons of confidence in his shot. Um, Like, he is a bona fide sniper from three. And he might be the best shooter in this draft. And he's got that. And then he's got the -the off-the-dribble game. I am blown away by his floater. His floater is like you don't see rookies with that type of refined floater. Best floater in college. It's it's a piece of art. It's a work of art. It's gorgeous. Um, it, it's like perfect every single time. The fundamentals on it, like the loft he gets, the angle, um, it goes in. Like every, he's got a, a beautiful offensive game. I think perfectly fit for the NBA and it's going to complement the key players on this Nuggets team so, so well. And I think when you look at Strother, one thing that I know this front office believes in is they don't want too much overlap in terms of the skill sets of their guys. And so I think because you just want, you just want, a varied a varied amount of options that that you can go to like you just don't want too many guys to do the same thing well i think it's i think it's twofold so part of it is that that but you want to have like every tool at your disposal cuz you never know what's going to be needed yeah. and what works best but i think the other part is that they can cannibalize each other when you have two like if you drafted another Flacco and Zeke Blacko and Zeke I think a little bit of this but if you drafted another 6 8 high upside defender rangy 
both aren't going to fit and you might not get either because all of a sudden it's like, I don't know which way do I go with it. So yeah. I think that there, it was a real thought process this year of like, don't get anybody that is too similar to something we already have. Yeah. Even if it's a better version. Yeah. And so everybody's like, oh, why don't they get a defender? Why don't they get the three and D? Well, they might already have that. And they probably already have Aiden. that. They don't want too much overlap on this roster. And um, I mean, Julian Strother, like, he's freaking exciting, man. Like, his offensive game gets people going. Like, it gets the people going. Gonzaga, right now, a program, a system you can throw in there as these are guys that are coached, yep. playing at a high level, yep. trying stuff on offense. And, you know, there, there are some high demands there and high standards. So I do think the IQ is a big part of it. He's great at relocating you know it's not just a guy who can go get to but a smart guy off ball which is ever important right now in denver and yeah so he's a guy who just kind of understands how to move without the ball move with it and smart player so it's it's an exciting it's an exciting thought and again it's like bones man like at the very obviously very different players but everyone loves to be able to say right off the bat i like the three-point shot I yeah. like it. Yeah. And it's a fun, it's a fun three-point shot. And I think, again, how does he make Jokic's life better? How does he make Murray's life better? He's going to be in the right spot, and he's probably going to make his shots. Like, that alone is like, okay, yeah. your job is easy. No, it's not a cushion. It's the, the chairs are adjustable height. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> or is it a phone book? <clears throat> I'm not above phone books. <laughs> Sorry, go. where he's, were you? He's really not that short, you guys. That's the funniest part about it. He's not that short. You're always next to your ass. Well, I mean, I'm big, though. You but are. yeah, that's, a, that's, that's my fault. You're like 6'5". Um, the other thing I love about... <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I know that because I'm six foot and you're five inches taller when I when I look right at you. <laughs> I wish I had recorded Harrison's that. the I worst wish I friend. You know that? that? The worst uh, friend. <laughs> The thing I love about about his shooting, though, on top of it is he's great going to his left. He's great going to his right. He's great going towards the basket. He's great going away from the basket. He's great off of a screen. He's great yeah. from deep. He's not the type of guy like I was even thinking about this. Is Michael Porter a good movement shooter? We don't see it very often. That's a good point. Um, he just doesn't take a lot. Yeah, I don't know. He might be, but he doesn't take a lot of them. And I think some of that is by design of the offense, but some of that is probably just because I, I will say this. Michael Porter has a very, very narrow base when he shoots. He's so tall and skinny, so his center of gravity is already higher than most players. But his feet are closer together than most players. And so that might be part. Like you think about Clay Thompson, almost stands like bowl legged when he goes true. up. And what does he do? Run around screen, stop and go. Strother has a great base, and his footwork and hips are always on point, man. That guy could be running at a full sprint on at an angle off of screens, catch the ball and go up in half a second, and everything, like if you slow it down, everything is square. Yeah. So I think he might be in the running very early, him or KCP as best movement shooters on the team. And maybe he's, and I think for him specifically, it's a skill. Like Denver can move their offense throughout the course of the next couple of years to incorporate that weapon into their system. Yeah, not something they really do a ton of with Porter. Chat pointing out they do almost more of it in the mid range, just kind of curling yeah, off the DHO. Right. Yep. But I think a big part of it too is Porter's um, footwork. And so, you know, like he's, it's not, he will, he's such a talented shooter that he just kind of lets it fly from wherever he is. I think. Your points about the height are interesting there, the center yeah. and base of gravity. But I'm interested if you feel like you have a a is his footwork good? Do, would you oh, say yeah, that? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, like again, 
there's um, running backs and there's receivers. He's a receiver to right. me a little right. more than there a running back, and he has good route running. You know what I mean? So that would be the footwork of he catches it on like full speed momentum carrying you, and somehow he squares up and gets his balance right in a really, really good way. And, you know, I think that was – that is a learned and planned skill, and that's why his numbers over three years I think improved is because – he probably wasn't always that way, but it was like, no, I got to work on this. I got to work. Right. I got to work on my balance. I got to work on my balance. I really like that part of his game. His floater, as you mentioned, I think he's going to be questionable at the rim. Like, we'll see how good of a finisher he is, and you have to be able to finish at the rim. That's an area of weakness. And I will say that from talking to people, I haven't seen this on the tape yet, but I think that there is a hope that he is a much better ball handler than is expected. The scouting report, like not the best ball handler. Mm-hmm. I think the team believes he's a all, well a lot further along as a ball handler than he's given credit for. Mm. Who's your NBA comp for him? I mean, I said Kevin Martin. I don't know. <laughs> I'd have to think more about the comp of it. Part of this is body type, right? He's a skinny guy. He has a weird looking shot, and it's just like there are there are some red flags. Um, sure. Intern Nick texted me this morning that his friend said he's seen in three different videos that Strother claims he models his game after Jason Tatum. Ooh, <laughs> so it's not all. Yeah, it is. Do we all put good. that in areas of improvement? <laughs> man, that's tough. Um, so that's my first. What hesit- if he just always brings him up? Yeah, I'll be out on him. You know, you know how Peyton Watson always brings up KD. Yep. What if he's just always bringing up Tatum? Uh, Dude, this well, could have uh, ramifications. No, you got to think of an angle here because you can't go against Strother. You, we have to flip this to where it's like, no, 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 you can't. You can't. You, you'll, you'll be miserable. You'll be miserable. I'm trying to help your, your own self. No, it's, you know, the student become the teacher, the master kind of right, thing. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? You know, Tatum's already taught him everything he knows. Now it's You know what Jokic. I mean? Now he's with Jokic. And then it the interview starts changing. Yeah. He goes, you know, some guys in the league, yeah, when you first get here. You're, every time he says some guys in the league, you're just going to assume it's Tatum he's talking yeah. about when it's bad. Yeah. You got to twist it, man. You're a genius. Also, I can't confirm if any of this is true, but it, it's enough to give me pause. <laughs> <laughs> it's like intern Nick is sitting here going like, what, man? You think I'm lying? Just make, maybe, know. maybe, man. We'll find out. To me, he's modern day Richard Hamilton. But okay, that's a, yeah. Sick, I'm in. I mean, Kevin. Martin he also Martin. reminded me a lot of Jordan Poole. <laughs> When I was watching his highlights. Oh, man, you guys are really making this hard to get hyped about. <laughs> like the Jordan Poole that smoked the Nuggets in the first round of the playoffs. Like, oh, yeah, wait, he's like, he's like yeah. Jordan Poole's two greatest games ever? Yeah. Okay. That's exactly what he is. Wow. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's who he reminded me of, though. Um, projected role, does he play next year? I mean, there's a chance. I mean, if Bruce comes back, I think that... It's going to be hard for guys to break into the rotation immediately. There'll be opportunity, of course, because guys get hurt and things happen back to backs. But I do think that if Bruce is here, that that's difficult. If he's not, you know, I think both Pickett and uh, Strother will have an opportunity to compete for that on the outside going into camp. But you know, over the course of a season, can you beat out a? Veteran backup point guard, a la an ish or something like that, a la a Reggie Jackson, a la a Reggie Jackson, one hundred percent, and like. Sure, you could. I mean, you know. Well, well, hold on, hold on. In the eyes of Michael Malone. Well, <laughs> honestly, even that one, you know, it's, it's possible. Um, all right, let's take a break. I, I'm excited about Strother. I think the fan base is most excited about Strother for sure. What do you think if they would have drafted Pickett first and Strother second? Do you think that the hype would have been reversed? 
Uh, people would have freaked out at Jaden Pickett. <laughs> or, <laughs> what or if it was Hunter Tyson? Jalen Pickett. People would have freaked out if they took him before Strother. Yeah, <laughs> like right. when it, and the order matters, like announcing DeAndre Jordan before Bruce Brown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a break. On the other side, though, Hunter Tyson, man, did we talk ourselves into him overnight? Let's find nope, out. Probably. <laughs> um, ShadyRays.com, guys. It's summer. It's officially summer, even though it's hailing every single day. Like, what is going on, man? Golf ball size hit. What is, you know what is happening? Yeah, all right, yeah. <laughs> keep, keep going. I'm just going to derail the battery for another reason. <laughs> a little warming? No. Nah. Okay. Um, solstice, but... All right. Guys, check out ShadyRays.com for the summer. Use the code DNVR. Go to ShadyRays.com. Scroll their website. They got tons and tons of styles and options to go to. Um, so browse their selection. Uh, use the promo code DNVR, get 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. That's at shadyrays.com. Use the code DNVR, two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses, get 50% off that. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by 250,000 people. If you buy Shady Rays and don't like them, you can exchange your new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No questions asked, no risk when you shop. They've always got your back. You can shop their entire location or entire collection at their brand new location at the Park Meadows Mall. They got a location. You can go in there. If you don't like browsing online, you can try on stuff. So uh, stop in there, Park Meadows Mall, or go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code DNVR, 50% off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. All righty, final segment here, DNVR Nuggets podcast. Before we send you off into the weekend, our newest Nuggets, our, our the latest one taken was Hunter Tyson, six foot eight. Here's what I'll tell you, the intel, you know, because I talked to a bunch of people today. There were people I spoke to today inside the organization who Hunter Tyson was their favorite pick. Mm. I'm not saying all people. Everybody, this is what I like about a front office. You got all these different perspectives, right? And then everybody comes together. And there are people that were, you know, Pickett, people with Strother, and there are people that were Tyson. But you kind of almost expect it's like, I think the default is you took one guy and that was your safe guy. And then you took another guy who's your upside guy. And then your third one was just like a dart at the board. I don't think that was it at all. I think it was like, hey, we have three guys here and we'll see who where it all settles, you know, where the dust settles. But there were people that looked at Hunter Tyson and said, this guy is just such an impressive prospect and they're excited about him. Um, so I thought that was interesting. The one thing I will say, though, we joked. He wears orange. He looks like Tyler Lydon. He's from yeah. the country. He's a country boy as well. Yeah. So got a lot of things going on here for Tyler Lydon. And I always joke that if the Nuggets would have taken Darko Milicic, they might have never drafted Jokic, or the fan base might have never sure. liked him. Well, just be- they did take Skeetish, really. But yeah, but he was Georgian. I'm telling you, there <laughs> might have been a thing if it was like, we can't do this again, like, you know, whatever. Um, and so maybe there's some baggage there. The one thing I will say is when poking around and kind of sharing that perspective, one thing was... Yeah, you know, skill sets, I guess I could see there's some similarity, but mentality-wise, they're polar opposites. Well, that's huge. Leiden was a bit of a no confidence. He was afraid to shoot. He wouldn't shoot it. Like, he was whatever. He was soft. He was just a little soft. The thing I'm told about Hunter Tyson is that the guy plays like a maniac, that his motor is just revved up to 11 at all times, and that manifests itself in transition and how hard he runs the court. It manifests itself on running off of screens, how hard he runs off, and even on defense, where apparently he's a guy that just flies around. He's a great defender, no. He has length, though. Mm-hmm. They view him as more of a small forward or like a, a 4-3 combo, but a true three option, not like a, we can force this guy to play smaller than he should be. 6-8-2-15. Yeah, like the, he's a true small forward you know, option for them. And 
another thing it was he's the type of guy I'm told that if you say hey pick up the point guard full court and just make him work out like he's like yeah loves that you know whatever job you <laughs> oh need my God, he's dude. just a guy that'll do this is a early contender for a training camp MVP oh he's gonna do he this. Is, this is a total training camp he MVP. is a dark Great horse call. candidate for training no, camp MVP I think he was if you got your bet in last night I think we just hyped him up to where the odds have my caught up my god man he's gonna be a Malone are you kidding me you're right this is Michael Malone's favorite <laughs> training camp guy for sure. Now, last night I talked about him as like your classic stretch four, but it's it's pretty clear the Nuggets view him as a three. And I think part of the reason is because he can dribble it a little bit. Like he can get to the rim a little bit. He can dribble in transition. So he's not like you, you penciled into that four power forward stretch four role. I think they view him as a three. Right. Um, he's also a guy, and this is a theme with this draft class, he could come in, I think, and this is what a lot of people around the team and around the draft say, Hunter Tyson could go to a lot of teams and play immediately. Like he could go to a lot of teams, bad teams and play like 20 minutes a game. That's what people thought. Um, he's not going to do that in Denver, but he was playing at a big school in Clemson. He played five years there. He was a fifth year senior, played 140 games in college. Like these other guys that Nuggets drafted, the NBA is not going to be too big for him. He knows how to play the game. I think the learning curve is going to be, you know, pretty manageable with him just coming into the NBA, coming into the Nuggets, and like he's going to be ready to go. He's going to be ready to, you know, do everything like an NBA guy should. I like the rebounding. I like the size. You know, there you, if you come in, you play hard. You're six eight. You rebound. You shoot at a decent clip. Like you have a chance. So I'm not blown away by him you know there's not like a skill per, per se where i'm like wow he's gonna come in and change denver's life but when you're six eight and play hard things can happen man yeah. he rebounds he shoots well like these are the these are the types of guys people take flyers on and so i think tr also true small forwards how many would you say are on the roster peyton um yeah and michael porter and even that is, michael porter is i think michael, michael porter, porter is the four three that yeah he's that, kind that of he is yeah, a four more first, of a four a, but a three he sure. can play clearly but yeah more of a four but adding more of these guys around this size i think is a is a fine thing to do fine thing to try jeff green for example is not a four three but he does play some three but it's like he's not that i think michael porter is a four three and and this guy might be a four three as well i will tell you everybody doesn't like him because of the tyler light and comp but it is like jalen green and kobe bryant you know it's like he's He's like Kobe. And it's like, well, his mentality is not. So that's part of what oh, yeah. Kobe, Kobe. And I think it's the same with Lyndon I mean, and, and Is it also just that they're white and his last name is Tyson? T-Y-L-Y. Yeah. Oh, right. And it's orange. I mean, we get it. But there's yeah. the, him being white is a big part of it. But the, the shooting rebounding size profile thing is funny, too. I love. I will say this. I love his offense. I don't buy his defense. We'll see. The length is there. But offensively, he almost reminded me of Mike Miller. Like old Mike Miller, not the young one. But the guy that can just was like... Really good at getting open for shots and doing all the right stuff. All right, let's. Yeah, wrap he kind of looks like Mike Miller too, he, and maybe that's it as well. Actually, let's uh, wrap this up though by reading some grades that were handed out. We just gave you some some yeah. notes. What do you want, lightning round, or do you want? Yeah, Macquarie? I mean, I want yeah. you to read these. Like, I think it'd be more fun, and we sure. can yay or boo. CBS is a collection of authors, so they all got in on it together. Denver Nuggets, Julian Strother, okay. C plus. He can really <laughs> shoot, good size, but a liability on the defensive end. The difference with him and Brown, Braun, Brown. Good Lord. What? Christian Brown. Last year's, I don't know. <laughs> Last year's Nuggets first rounder was also a veteran college winner. 
uh, is that he's so weak on defense, he may not be able to contribute right away, whereas Christian could. I will say, so C+, plus, I, I will say that the I think the team feels like, hey, man, he's long. Like, <laughs> so much of defense is just, are you, is your length? So much of it is, like, can you not make mistakes? And then a part, portion of it is, can you do the positive stuff, like generate steals and generate blocks or whatever, shadow guys properly. But so much of it is don't make mistakes and have, like, the physical tools. Yeah. So I think that the Nuggets are high on that aspect of him. And the defensive other part is, like, yeah, he's going to have to get better at it. But you're almost three-quarters or two-thirds of the way there. You check two-thirds of the boxes naturally. So Yeah. We'll see if it's if he fails. It's likely because of the defense. CBS did all three picks for Jalen Pickett. C minus. They can see some of it. They think Denver's earned the benefit of the doubt in the second round. Read, I like to read it. I think this is fun. What okay, is cool. Route, read them. Okay, this is a genuine stunner. Denver's done well enough drafting in the second round in recent years to earn some benefit of the doubt. But Pickett, who had a career year at Penn State last season as a combo guard and scoring specialist, ranked as the number seventy-seven overall prospect on our big board. He could have been available later. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, like we said earlier, Cal yeah. doesn't give a shit. Give a, yeah. Oklahoma City. Thunder He's like, I need to take Hunter Tyson later. Via Wizards. Oh, this is the Hunter Tyson pick. Tyson's an older prospect, having spent five seasons in college, but he made incremental improvement in his game in each season, and it culminated with a career year with Clemson last season, operating as a go-to scorer, big-time rebounder. Combination of size and sharp shooting could give the defending champion Nuggets a rotation piece for an already strong core. Though he could have likely been available <laughs> a bit later, C minus. What I love about this is, but here's one thing I'll say about this: Strother is a guy that maybe has like a three-year runway. You know, like I, I think Pickett and Tyson, two years. If they're not good players in two years, they're they probably don't make it through next year. That's a short runway for these guys. Does that mean they're going to play this upcoming season? Maybe, maybe not. But I just probably. mean that the team is not. They're old already, so this is not a like. Well, we got to really acclimate them. It, we'll know before long whether they're players or not. Yeah. The ringer, Chow, Danny Chow, B minus for the Strother pick. The defending champs are in dire need of cheap labor to fit around their expensive stars, and they played it safe with Strother. At six foot six, he was one of the best shooters remaining in the draft with enough size and length to survive on defense, despite just average athletic gifts. Denver drafts winners, as is seen in its hit with Christian Brown. Strother saw plenty of wins during his time at Gonzaga. And his role with the Bulldogs as a long-range release valve will inform his role coming off the Nuggets bench. Yep. B minus. ESPN uh, gave Denver a B for the night, looking at all three picks. Okay. I, th I think this is Kevin Pelton here. I, I love Kevin Pelton, by the way, especially on this stuff. Me too. Cool guy. After a series of pre-draft deals, the defending champs took three college veterans they hope can provide depth to an increasingly expensive roster. Strother fits the mold of rangy wing players that the Nuggets have favored in order to play through screens defensively. He's also a 38% three-point shooter, though he might need to add strength to compete with NBA wings. Denver GM Calvin Booth has never been afraid to challenge consensus. All three picks went higher than expected, particularly Pickett at 23. He might, uh, who is 23, excuse me. He might not be able to rely as much on strength against NBA foes, though he brings excellent basketball awareness. And Tyson impressed with his shooting and energy at the draft combine. He's almost 24, by the way. That's why I say, like, it's not going to be a long runway for him. He's 24. If, yeah. If this year... I do think that again, if Bruce is back, I think he has a real chance to try to play minutes. If he's, you know, so we'll see, we'll just have to see, man. We'll have to see. Uh, dime, give it a B minus, Robbie Calland. Although I forgot to include the writing, Bleacher Report <laughs> B minus. We got two B's and a C, right? Yeah, okay. a B minus, a B, and, and a then two B minuses, a B, and some C's. Okay, and C minuses. 
Okay. So it's kind of in that low C range. Do we, what did Jokic? What did the Nuggets get for Jokic pick? Do we know? Look yeah, look it up, Kale. Let's find out what. <laughs> I wonder who got A's. I wonder. Probably San Antonio. Probably San Antonio. Yeah. I like that one. Can you imagine writing that draft grade uh, A plus? <laughs> who else did San Antonio take last night? It doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, Bleacher Report. Since winning the title, the Nuggets have stockpiled draft assets to safeguard themselves against the cap casualties of the new collective bargaining agreement. They are anticipating subtractions and seeking out plug-and-play additions to fill those voids. Strother could be an offensive fit from the jump. His name should pop up more in discussions of the draft's best shooter. His form is pure, machine-like in its repeatability, yeah. and he shot 40.8% from range this past season, 38% for his career. He needs to be special as a shooter, though, because he doesn't have much else to offer, says this author. He can make straight-line drives to the rim, toss and floaters, and execute team defensive strategies, but that's about it. He is limited That's the part, by the way, the team disagreed with, so we'll, right. I mean, who knows? We'll find out. He is limited athletically and could have some serious defensive issues. C plus on that pick from Bleacher Report. They gave Pickett C minus, and they went with a C for Hunter Tyson. C's get degrees over here. So the 2014 draft, the Nuggets actually got really good grades on well, um, between all three picks. Because it was Gary Harris, you it said Nurkic. Gary Harris, Nurkic, and Jokic. Did they like, didn't do Jokic individually though? They didn't. No, but they like we got an A minus from uh, oh, Bleacher Report oh, okay. and an A from ESPN for oh, that draft. Go. Hey, so. good job, good job, ESPN. And, and <laughs> Let's up, uh, wrap up with sporting news. This author's name, Kyle Irving. Not Kyrie. Dude, Kyle. That's interesting. He went with a B for all three picks. The Nuggets landed a playoff contributor in Christian Brown last year, and it feels like they did the same with Strother in this year's draft. The wing is a sniper from three-point range and will play off of playmakers like Jokic and Murray. Denver selected Pickett early in the second round, a veteran guard who I'm convinced will have a long career in the NBA as a backup. It's rounded out. It's draft with Tyson, a six-foot-eight forward with promise as a perimeter shooter. Okay. So generally favorable, favorable, but it does get down to the C minus range. I don't think anyone is blown away. But again, I think, and they admitted as much. These authors, I think, a lot of this calculus is where did you get these guys? What is the value? That's at the, really at the all number? that matters. I feel like yeah, I think to it, them. I think an algorithm could write grades because it's just like mock draft minus actual result. Yeah, you're just trying to you're just trying to put this journalism out of business. I'm trying this, to man this business out of business. <laughs> I'm trying to. Trying right. to end journalism. Well, I'm trying to end the week right now. So let's get... Are We have some super chats here. Tyler Peters. Hey, DNVR. Just wanted to say, love the new look set. So happy for all of your continued Dude, success. Dude, we love all the homies rooting us on, man. It means a lot to us. It means this a lot to us. sick. I love it. It is sick. Out of special right here. Josh Barnett from Down Under. Happy belated solstice, fellas. It's so bright right now. It is so bright. What man. a treat. The future's so bright. Life is so bright. You want to know one of my favorite things, though, about this time of year? What's that, Around Adam? the solstice? How long it takes the sun to set. Have you noticed? I have noticed. Like, the sun gets ready to go down behind the mountains, and usually it's like 20 minutes later, it's dark. Dude, it's like an hour where the sun just kind of goes across all of the mountains. It's really... <laughs> it's like you get you get like four sunsets because it just moves like in, from one to In 20 to years, other. Adam's going to move to a coast, and he's going to just start charting weather patterns. He's just going to start explaining them to us. <laughs> You'll never move to a coast. I'll but never you move could, to a coast. That dude, kind of on, hobby man. you could what get into. About? Um, everybody, what a fun week, man. Uh, all the nuggets are good. All the Nuggets have the potential to be good at the moment. We don't know. I will say, summer league team's going to be fun. I, I'm serious about this one too. <laughs> we say this every every year. No, I'm telling you, but we are I, five for five though. <laughs> this summer league team is going to have some intrigue. They've got an actual roster that makes tan. Most summer league teams don't make sense. This one's going to make sense. You're going to have shooting. You're going to have playmaking. I don't know who the big will be though. That's the part hard part. Might get killed inside. Can we? Um... 
I mean, uh, it could be some exploring to do. Yeah, Kamagate Summer League loan. Let's get it, baby. Come on back out. Uh, everybody, thanks for hanging with us. Hit that like button for us on the way out. We're going to see you on Monday. Enjoy your weekend.